Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and, and Podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Uh, good, thank you. Appreciate uh, jumping on here tonight. Sounds like your voice has improved a lot. It is. Good I've stuff. Got some uh, vitamin recommendations from a friend, so uh, <laughs> try to stay healthy. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a, a very eventful uh, week last week, culminating in expiration Friday. We had quite a rally on Friday. That was uh, that was pretty uh, pretty neat to see. Um, usually, expirations are kind of like we we gap, and then um, you know that could be all she wrote, and then it gets pretty quiet. But um, but the Russell opened up slightly. Um, the Dow Jones. S&P 500 and, and NASDAQ 100 opened down slightly, uh, but they were able to, uh, you know, all rally and have some pretty good performance for the day. Pulling pulling the performance the week up substantially, I think the SPY ended up up 4.74% for the week. So, so there we go. Um, now that puts us into, uh, you know, consideration for do they think, you know, do they think the bottom's in, um, you know, do they want to build on this? You know, what do we what do we have uh, coming up here? So we've got to look at our end of month seasonality. How does typically October play out? Are there any contrast to that? You know, so are there any macro themes that oppose that or complement that? Uh, we have to then look forward to uh, November and, uh, you know, the upcoming elections on November the 8th. So um, lots, um, lots going on here. So why don't you take it away there, Dave, and give us a little bit of uh, context for the groups. Sure. Yeah. So we're October's almost over. We start the last five days of the of the month on Tuesday. So four days of this week and then one day in the following week. And for October, Which is Halloween, <laughs> Halloween yeah. Monday. Yeah. See how scary that becomes for the markets. But <laughs> yeah. October for the spiders expected to do 0.79% for the entire month. But the last five days of the month is pretty soft, minus 0.03%. So not much performance in the, the final couple days of the month, the five days. It seems to have peaked out at mid-month seasonality, which was pretty good. And then the options expiration turned out to be pretty good too for the market. So we are kind of coming in from a premium perspective to the to the to this week and expecting a softer week. So um, <clears throat> and within that too, the, the small caps are expected to underperform as well, minus 0.29% for the final five days, with the Nasdaq being a little bit stronger, positive 0.4%. So within that, let's look at the uh, sectors that are expected to do the, to do the best. Um, to be longer things like financials, the KRE expected to do 1.02%. Um, XLF was positive as well. And uh, some of the chip stocks, SMH, 0.93%. Uh, technology, so Q, the Qs, XLK, RK, these are expected to be a little bit better as longs. <clears throat> and on the shorter side, uh, the metals, gold, GDXJ expected to do do really poorly minus 6.2 percent gdx minus four percent silver minus two so uh, gld iau all the gold and silver seem to be um, positioned to be pretty weak the final five days also oil oil tends to be weak the final five days of october 
as well as some of the biotech and industrial. So there, there are some sector plays uh, there for the, for the final five days. And then we do have some economic news and reports coming out. Uh, Monday, it's, it's a lot of focus on manufacturing PMI. Tuesday, we can expect some home price uh, data, the Case-Shiller Home Price Index. Wednesday, new home sales. So that could uh, occupy people's uh, minds for the week. And then on Thursday, um, jobless claims. And Friday, more information about employment and core PCE. So some a mixture of inflation, housing data. and uh, But there is um, a lot of earnings this week, if you look at the earnings calendar. So whatever you trade, I guess you have to really vet uh, your symbols in the morning based on the earnings that are pre-market or post. But some of the notable ones are Monday, HSBC. Tuesday begins a lot of the FANG earnings. We've got Microsoft, Google, um, Visa, Coke, and Texas Instruments as well. Wednesday, Meta is a big one, and Boeing. And Thursday should be a big one. Apple, Amazon, uh, MasterCard, then Intel, Starbucks, Caterpillar, Merck. And Friday, some of the oils. ExxonMobil, Chevron, Abbey. So it's, it's a mixture of data coming out. So things could move the market, uh, but uh, it's, it's expected to be a little bit softer based on the almanac. Okay. Well, looking at the uh, uh, futures here, uh, we had the Dow Jones futures have been performing better than the S&P, NASDAQ, or the Russell. I mean, they're way off the bottom compared to those two. Uh, you know, if you were to just look at the performance overall, um, which means they're, you know, recently with such volatility and uh, concerns on the macro level, uh, plus some softness through uh, October, uh, we saw that um, there was that flight to, you know, the bigger and better blue chips. Um, and then when the futures opened today at 6 p.m. Eastern time, they shot up and they've pulled back to kind of almost where they closed on Friday. Um, so they're up 92 points now, or 0.3% for the Dow futures. S&P 500 is up 13.5 points, up 0.36. NASDAQ is up 56 points, a little bit better at 0.49%. All of them have that same common pop at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and then they've pulled back. Russell is up 5.5. Uh, points or 0.31%. And the VIX is uh, down slightly at uh, 29.80. Now, energy um, had an initial uh, pop as well, and it's kind of given all that back. So it's actually down uh, 0 0.24 points or 0.28% for WTI. Uh, Brent is down 0.32%. So, um, yeah, it might might be interesting, uh, you know, looking at that seasonality if we see some weakness, because we've had a pretty good run on energy recently. If I pull back um, on the daily there, we did have uh, we did have that run from the beginning of uh, October on up to October 10th, and then pulled back a little bit and then up again a few days. 
So uh, it's still, you know, not a massive bullish case at the moment. Um, looking at uh, gold, I was interested to what you said there, Dave, with GDXJ, and, and that's the junior miners, and GDX was the senior miners. And um, it had looked like uh, we'd kind of hit a matching low there on uh, gold and silver. Um, so we had a low in September towards the end, and then we kind of just tagged it and popped up. And Friday, Friday the metals did really well. Um, so, you know, I was kind of wondering, well, is that an indicative of, you know, a, a bottom being put in? And, and now maybe the prospects, you know, since uh, we kind of have the Fed's playbook, um, you know, we know what they're going to do in November, and then the market's kind of looking at maybe they'll maybe they'll hold back a little bit. That was the speculation on Friday, right? It's like maybe, you know, December will only be a quarter, maybe 50, but maybe the future landscape is they're not going to be as hawkish. And uh, and so so we, we, we rallied on that information, right? So, and, and the reason that sets itself up for uh, being like that is the debate that's going on within the FOMC. Um, there is some that are more hawkish and some that are, you know, saying, well, we don't want to kill the economy with our rate hikes. So uh, it's it's kind of some tension there, which uh, means there might not be as an aggressive or as long duration as, you know, what was being thought prior to to, to Friday, that's, that's all I can say. Um, so anyway, I thought gold might, uh, you know, might be able to rally a little bit more, but um, if the mid-month seasonality is that terrible, then it's gonna ha it's gonna be hard to overcome that, right? So anywho, um, interesting. Let's see what the bonds are doing here. And that's been just a incredible decline since the high in August that was uh, just at the end of July, beginning of August, and we've just been steadily down, um, no relief in sight. And um, But we did have a big move down on Friday, you know, corresponding obviously to the big up move in the, in the market. And um, so right now it's kind of a inside day developing. It uh, is, is up a little bit. The 30 year is up 0.42%. The 10-year is up 0.36%, five-year is up 0.29, and the two-year is up 0.11. So across the board, bonds are up a little bit, which means a little bit um, less uh, pressure on the um, on the interest rates there. So if the market wants to continue a rally, I was thinking about some of these uh, short squeeze uh, stocks, you know, it, it's like you're already extremely discounted. Small, small caps have shown that they can, you know, they definitely can pop. Um, you don't have to have it across the board where all small, small caps are performing, but there, you know, there are some that really have some amazing performance on any given day. So the question is, you know, why and what? So I did a little screen that kind of came up here. Um, so based on like days to cover, uh, C-O-R-T, 
And if you want to look it up, uh, if you have a computer handy, uh, C-O-R-T. It's got a percent float, 18.74% of the float is short, which is fairly high. Daily average volume is 583,000. So it'd take 29.7 days to cover all the shorts. Um, but it has been moving up um, all through October. And it's getting close to its uh, one year high. Not recommending it. I'm just saying that, um, you know, find these uh, short squeeze things something that you can watch and uh, maybe participate in. Uh, WMK is another one. Now, there's nothing fabulous about the fundamentals or anything. This is Weiss Markets Consumer Defensive, actually, but it's uh, rocketed uh, up from October 10th till now. It's just been going straight up. And it's got 21.6 days to cover. And uh, it trades pretty light volume, only 69,000. So it's got about 10% of the float is uh, short. So you can do your own screens. Uh, Finviz is a good way to do it. You can look for things and you can just take a look at how much of the float is short and look at the volume and you know rough it in terms of how many days to cover. Um, but that's uh, what can happen when you have like maybe a bottom is is temporarily in. Traders are looking for opportunity and they tend to pick on some of these uh, stocks that have high short interest. So I just wanted to remind you of, of that. And, um, you know, small caps again under 10 billion market cap, both of those. And there's other ones. Uh, what's this one here? Tootsie Roll. <laughs> Tootsie Roll Tootsie Industries. Roll. It's a, you know, short, it's got short float 9.1%. Uh, does uh, pretty light volume as well. So it would be nine, about 20 days to cover all the short. Um, so yeah, pointing that out. Um, Want to point out something else that I saw in one of Misha's articles was um, about the shipping. So it's really an interesting um, article if you can look for it, uh, because um, we went from, you remember how many containers were in Long Beach, you know, stacked up there waiting, well, the container ships waiting to uh, off offload right in Los Angeles and Long Beach as well. So uh, before the pandemic, yeah, before the pandemic, uh, so there was unusual for more than a few ships to wait for a berth, right? And then we soared to like, a hundred, uh, even a hundred and nine, I think, ships were waiting. Well, of course, we had all the backup with containers and trucks and all that. Well, it's dropped all the way down since this time last year. So just in the one year, it's come all the way down to now there's only four ships waiting. And the prices of freight has dropped from 20000 for a container down to 2720 so 84% decline in the cost of shipping an average container so think about that for a minute 
Remember, remember I, I've, I've been warning that we will go from inflation to deflation very suddenly, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so uh, truckers are also um, starting to lose money. So uh, there's bankruptcies already starting. I mean, this is how chaotic systems we've gone from, you know, just in time delivery systems. We had a pandemic, shut the world down, and you got then you got the world opens back up and nobody's prepared and things soar. And then you go to, um, you know, excessive costs for lumber, excessive costs for metals, excessive costs for shipping, for trucking, for everything. And now you're seeing all of that implode down 84%. Think about that. And trucking now starting to lose money. So what what is going on? I've got an echo now. You there? I'm here. I just muted myself. Oh, you had an echo going on. Um, so yeah, see see the dramatic changes that can happen, and um, and so the the macro is alive and well, but you need to adjust weekly. There's one one uh, session we talked about. I said you know you have to really look at each each week kind of dial into what's happened, where things are at, you know, look at your charts, your leading indicators, look at the context, look at the macro, look at what the drivers are, and you have to almost reset weekly because that's the pace of change. And um, if you don't do that, you're going to get yourself, you know, caught. So, um, you know, back to the uh, the metals, you know, the... Uh, they look like technically that you know people might step in and start buying them, but we have the seasonality, uh, you know, negative for them for the month end, um, and we also have this concern about the dollar, and the dollar is still holding up okay. We haven't seen any dramatic change in it. I thought the yen, the Bank of Japan intervened on the yen, and I thought that uh, it had an initial spike when they intervened. And it pulled all the way back. So again, it's uh, you know could have been a, a massive signal, a massive change, but uh, traders aren't convinced. It they popped it and then they pulled it all the way back. So it's back where it started. Um, and so the U.S. dollar is still hanging in there. So we're going to have to see a major change on the dollar uh, to get the uh, fire lit under these commodities, I think, and that includes metals as well as oil. Um, for the big picture, so. Okay, what else we got? Earnings, a whole bunch of them coming out. Uh, why don't you talk about the economic reports? Yeah, we have, um, we did that a little earlier, but with ma- again, manufacturing is gonna be in, in play. Home price indexes, Case-Shiller, uh, new home sales. Uh, Thursday, we have jobless claims, and then Friday, focus on core PCE, some inflation data, and consumer sentiment, University of Michigan right. consumer sentiment comes out. So we get- well, Friday, uh, Friday seems, to, seems to be the bigger day regarding all of the uh, inflation stuff, right? Yeah, so, so if, and any any re- reduction in the rate of inflation is gonna be bullish for, for the market. So 
Well, the last the last day of the month is usually down in October, and the first day of November is up, right? So, um, could be interesting how that plays out. Turn of the month effect, and remember, you know, small caps can take off in November. We've seen that movie before. Last November, you got the whole month of gain on that first. <laughs> I know. It was one one month of gain in, in one day. Uh, so good the, the small caps were. What would well, be nice if it repeats itself. Uh, so, um, and then, um, yeah, so earnings, just, uh, you know, we've got a busy, busy uh, week of earnings still. You know, we're still in the thick of it. Bank started it off, and then uh, it's been continuing with some of the larger caps. And um, you just got to keep it on your calendar and know what uh, you know, know what's happening. Now, just because a, an earnings stock gaps down, you know, significantly doesn't mean it stays down. I mean, some of those we see see that movie sometimes where they gap down five or ten percent and then they retrace it by the end of the day. So there's a very a big difference between close to close performance and open to close performance and we tend to live with basket trading we tend to live in the uh, open to close environment and so uh, it's it's kind of a different world than the, than the close to close and then for pair trading as well you know you kind of have a mix of both your your swing trading uh, plus you're using any anomalies from open to close that you can Okay, anything else? That's it for me. Okay. Um, hmm. Anything, uh, did you do any scouting uh, for any uh, lists so far for, for Monday? Anything pop out at you or are you going to do that after? I haven't run the list yet, but. Um, okay. All right, well, um, Mondays are always a little bit uh, challenging when you, you know, come into a, a new week. Um, sometimes it's you can get your sea legs a little bit better by Tuesday, um, but do the best you can and uh, factor in a little bit that the, the futures are kind of saying they, they want to be up, but they were up higher and they pulled back, so they're not holding at the moment. So definitely check uh, to see where they are according to fair value on uh, CNBC's uh, website or index ARB has fair value. See where they are in the morning. And um, again, like be careful on, you know, what might be up a lot. Let's just say, for example, oil does cycle back and it, it's up a lot uh, pre-market. Um, it might uh, it might pull back. Likewise, if it's down a lot pre-market, it might actually uh, rally a bit. So Watch for those outliers because um, I find they can flip flop on you. Sometimes it's safer in the, you know, let's say industrials are kind of in middle of the pack or, you know, consumer staples or discretionaries middle of the pack. That's a lot safer sometimes than, than playing the groups that are either down the most or they're up the most pre-market. Have you noticed that, Dave, sometimes the, the flip flop you get there? Yeah, totally. Yeah, especially if you're doing market orders. If you're doing limit orders, you can usually curtail it somewhat. But um, that's just uh, my observation is uh, the two sectors that are up the most or the two sectors down the most sometimes can uh, flip around and, 
and reverse from open to close. So keep that in mind, guys. All right, um, I'll let you guys go. Thanks again. Good luck, thanks.